Welcome back, everyone, to The Real Japan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kenzo. And I am Ferg. And once again, we'll be bringing you the latest headlines and newsworthy items from Japan. Yes, sir. Um, as, uh, as per usual, it will be... Well, I don't know. Well, we'll have the coronavirus roundup. As uh, yep. a- as we do in these uh, uncertain times, but um, I've got I've, I've got some items that are only uh, tangentially related, so should be too boring. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, how's uh, how's your week been, man? It's been okay, thanks. Not too bad. I've just been working, really, although. I did get out and cut the grass for the first time this year. Um, I can't believe how hot it's got, and so quickly as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a couple of days ago, I, I did. I, I almost turned on the AC, almost. So I'm still still getting by with the fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't actually have AC in my house because it's up in the mountains. Yeah, but last year it was right at the level where I thought if it's any hotter than this, it might be worth, you know, splashing out and getting an AC unit. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have to think about that this year. You know... Um, Japanese people are often quite proud of their country, Japan, having four distinct seasons. But man, no, no, well, yeah, that, that's a lie. Has... <laughs> well, it does seem this year spring has lasted about a week. No, 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 no. It's every year, mm. man. <laughs> like, it's, it's, you're, you're either freezing your ass off or you're burning up. Like, there's no in-between in this country, I swear. Yeah, yeah. And what about you? How was your week? Yeah, I've been uh, been staying safe, you know, uh, not not going out. That's good. Yeah, no no party hardy. Um, I, I, I went out once. I went to the uh, market. Okay. Because I ran out of vitamins. Okay. And uh, what else? else? Oh, yeah. And lately I've been, even though it's pointless because it rains all the time, but I've I've, uh, been washing my car. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, because I've I've had the car I I have right now for, I bought it used, but uh, Hmm. I've had it for like a year and a half. And uh, I've washed it until recently. I'd washed it maybe like twice. Really? Yeah, because I was just, well. Because here's the thing: I don't have uh, covered parking. Yeah. And yeah. so even if I wash it, like, I, like literally, I'll come out the next morning, and there will be like a thin layer of like pollen and like crap. Yeah, like all it's over my car. When yeah, that so yeah, so for the longest time I was just like, "Fuck it, man! Like I'm not even gonna bother. Like, 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 why bother? You know? 
Yeah. Did you not even take it to the, you know, the drive-through car wash? Oh yeah, I, I probably did that, maybe twice. Mm. Mm. So so yeah, two drive-throughs and two hand washes over the span of a year and a half. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. You'll pro well, you'll probably think I'm nuts in that other direction, but like especially in the winter, I up here where there's a lot of snow, I try to wash the car a lot. So I do it maybe at most, like when I'm staying on top of it, like once a week. Oh really? Wow. You're hardcore. Yeah. I, well, I mean it probably works out more like once every two weeks because you know, I don't stay on top of it, fall behind. Yeah, yeah. Things. Well, yeah, life happens. Yeah, um, but and and I wax it a lot as well. Wow. Well, I, I guess granted, uh, it, cars get a lot dirtier when they're exposed to snowy weather. So yeah, it might, it might be exactly. a bit more more motivating to get out and get her done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't mind doing it. I'll put on an episode. Of a podcast such as the Real Japan, uh-huh. just get out there and do it. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, I, I hadn't been doing it forever, and mm. back when I lived in the states, I, I, I enjoyed washing my car, and and it was yeah. it was nice because I had a roof. So mm. if I washed my car, it would actually last more than a day. Mm. Um, but I've just. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what the word is. Um, I guess I'm a bit resigned to my fate now, but I, I still, <laughs> but I still, I still uh, wash my car now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I went to buy some uh, car like sponges and towels and stuff yeah. at, at the yeah. at the store this past week. Oh yeah. So, yeah. 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 Would uh, just while I hadn't meant to actually talk about this, but while we're on the subject of cars and driving around. This is tangentially related, but let me ask your opinion on this unusual incident that happened to me. Okay. So last week I went to a convenience store. Well, I, I was going to the supermarket, but I stopped in at a convenience store, a combini right. as they're known here. And this unusual incident happened. So I had been into the store and I came out and got in my car but I hadn't yet started the car uh, you know I was just sitting in the car my car was parked like I had reversed in so I was facing yeah. forward and looking out into the car park there was another car next to me then so that this other car next to me it's like a it was like a big black SUV mm. and it was a female driver, and she Uh-oh. like kind of Asian females, red, red alert right there, <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, she's not the strange part of this story. She is an innocent bystander in the whole oh, thing. Okay. So, so imagine there's, you know, me and her, our two cars, both facing forward, and she started pulling out, um, and I'm still just sat there, and then okay. this car like a red car sort of like came driving in quite fast and a bit 
you know when some people sort of just drive erratically yeah 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 yeah. and drived in and then not dangerously but just a bit erratically and then was like slowing down as he it was a male driver and as he like he sort of came and drove and came round and then came in front of me and I thought oh he's gonna block me in but then he sort of kept going a bit and stopped slightly in front of me okay so then as so then as I said the woman next to me was pulling out and I could see her looking at this other car that I'd just come and sort of thinking you know what's he doing the same as me and she sort of hesitated and stopped pulling out and then the guy what do you think of this? He got out of his car and imagine like his car is in front of me, but yeah. uh, sideways. So, so I, it's like, he like got a out of his, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. He got out of his car and so I couldn't see his front. I could see like his back and a bit of his side. Okay. And he okay. did something with his trousers. Like, it seemed like he unbuckled his belt or something. What? And like, and like looked over in like the direction of where the woman's car was. I don't know if that was just coincidence or what. Yeah. But then that woman just drove away and pulled out, you know, went off on her business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wanted to pull out. So I started up my car um, and got ready to pull out. But he got back in his car. And I thought, oh, I'll just let him go because he was kind of erratic, you know. <laughs> yeah, shady character. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want him to like crash into me or something in the car. Yeah. Park. But what do you think about that strange incident? Do you think he flashed the woman? Uh, wait, wait. So, so let me get see. this straight. Mm. So he just, he he rolls into the to the parking lot. Yes. And and doesn't and just kind of stops in the in the middle or or whatever. Yes. Yes, Get, doesn't park out, in a space. Gets out, like, plays with himself a bit, and then gets back in and leaves? Yes, but I don't know if he was playing with himself. I couldn't <laughs> see. But he did something with his trousers. Yeah. Well, maybe he and was just, I, uh, hmm. like, adjusting his position, you know? He could have been, couldn't he? Maybe. That's oh. what I wondered. It's very strange. Uh, or I wondered if odd, maybe yeah. he was checking something about the car park. Uh-huh. Like, did he actually, uh, in the end, did, did he go park and then go into the convenience store, or, or did he actually no. leave? He drove off ahead of me. Oh, really? I, I let, yeah, I let him go, like, ahead of me. Wow, I don't know, man. That's, I don't know. That's, 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 that's weird, man. That's creepy. Strange and weird. Yeah. Strange goings-on at the combini. Yeah, and this, was, this wasn't at, like, 3 a.m. or anything, right? No, I'm all tucked up in bed and sleeping uh, soundly yes. at three a.m. This was uh, in the afternoon. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Oh well, it was a strange, strange incident. If any listeners have ideas, they can write in. Yeah, tell us your convenience store stories. Uh, yes, sir. Well, shall we do our quick coronavirus roundup as usual? All right, yep, that's uh that's all you, man. Okay, so I mean things are rumbling on. There's not uh too much news to report. There were 
15,261 cases in Japan uh, when I checked this morning, and 556 deaths. And that's mm. on Tuesday, the 5th of May. That is quite a low number compared to other countries, particularly in America and Europe. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if mm. I mentioned this before, but mm. and, and I don't remember where I read this, so I might be totally off base. But I, I remember reading somewhere that yep. Japan does not do post-mortem testing. For COVID nineteen, uh, they don't like if if someone dies from pneumonia, like in yes. in in the U.S. or I, th- I think most other countries, they'll test for COVID nineteen. Yes, to to yes. determine whether the coronavirus was the cause of death. But in Japan, if someone dies from pneumonia, then they just sweep it under the rug. Like they don't test after the person dies. Yes, I have heard the same thing, or possibly yeah. read. I can't remember where. Yeah, which which is one of the reasons why the number of deaths is so low, like artificially low. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they do collate statistics on people dying from pneumonia, but they only release them every few years, so we won't know whether there has been an unusually Uh, high number of deaths from pneumonia this year until, you know, a few years' time. Yeah, but hmm. they're probably going to cover that up anyway, I would would assume. Yeah. The uh, full interested listeners, there's quite a good article on the BBC um, earlier this week talking about the low number of tests in Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, but I mean, one big piece of news related to the coronavirus has been that the state of emergency has been extended until the end of this month. Almost a month uh, extension. It was meant to end on the 7th of this month. So yep, about, yep, yep. you know, three, three and a half weeks extension. The newspapers were already reporting this from sort of the end of last week. So yeah, it, it was funny. They they made mm-hmm. a pre-announcement that they were going to make an announcement for the announcement. <laughs> yeah, right. Which uh, yeah, is, I mean, that's just so like so Japanese. It's like it's like having a meeting to figure out what to do in the meeting to plan the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, lockdown in Japan will continue. Yep, until the end of the month. And it, it, apparently, initially, the the medical community wanted it to be like one full month. So, oh, right. So, uh, mm. June 7th or, you know, what have you. Um, mm. But then the, the politicians were like, we got to get the economy back going so they shortened mm. it a week and made it until the end of may we will see whether or not that's sufficient a eh, to to control yeah uh, it, it looks like assuming the numbers are, are can be trusted uh, it, it does look like things are leveling off yeah it does a bit doesn't yeah. it? the worrying thing is if they ease 
the lockdown and then numbers just start to rise again. Mm, yeah, and you get the the second wave, as they call it. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the, the thing too is it, it's leveling off, but it doesn't really seem to be going down. Like it's it's just not going up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll 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 see how the next uh, the next well, I don't know three weeks I guess. We will certainly see, won't we? Yeah. One interesting sort of news item amidst all the coronavirus craziness has been the mm. fact that it's been one year now since Emperor Naruhito um, ascended to the throne. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. You know, yeah. Well, it has been a bit of a shame for him because obviously a lot of the emperor's duties are sort of similar to the royal family in Japan, uh, in the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they would yeah. go and visit charities and other organizations and, you know, support the efforts of these groups. Yeah, However, the coronavirus uh, has meant that... Pub- Public-facing hmm. stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. However, the coronavirus has sort of hindered those those uh, efforts. Yeah, yeah, it has, certainly. Mm. There have also been some questions about whether the sort of lockdown situation in major cities is affecting people's constitutional rights. You know, as I understand there have been in countries around the world, but, you know, whether mm-hmm. or not it's, mm-hmm. it's legal. I've heard of patrols going around and reporting on businesses that are still open. Have you heard of this? No, I don't know. I don't know about the uh, patrols, no. Yeah, sort of vigilante patrols that are going really? around. Noting all the businesses that are still open. Because the way the government here has phrased it is they've requested businesses to close and people to stay at home, but they haven't. It's it's not a legal must, you know. You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah, and, and I I believe hmm. even if they because there's another step they can take, right? They they can legally hmm. like I don't, they can't really force it to close, but they can it's essentially yeah. force a business to close. Yeah, yeah, they can put a lot of pressure on. Yeah, but there's no penalty for non-compliance. I think that's the big issue. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, shops can, in in air quotes, break the law and ignore the request, and yeah, they'll be operating illegally. But there will, but there's no penalty. So. Yeah, weird, and and there are a lot of laws like that in in Japan. I've noticed where like mm. something is illegal, but there's no penalty. So, mm. um, uh, uh, like one one famous one is if you're on a bicycle and you're drunk, yeah, that's illegal to be to be intoxicated on a bicycle. But there's but there's no penalty. Yes, sir. Mm. Yeah. So basically, the the cops can stop you and they can give you a hard time, but they, they can't mm. they can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
Anyway, it seems like most businesses... Well, actually, I don't know. Here in Nagano, businesses aren't really stopping or anything. Life is continuing more or less as normal. Just everyone's wearing masks. What about oh, in... that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, good to hear while there's not too many cases. Hopefully there yeah, yeah. isn't an explosion in coronavirus cases here. How about where you are? Is there are businesses closing? Uh, here in, in Saitama, um, mm. I, I'm, I don't know, really. I haven't been going out, so yeah, it, it's, yeah. Hard, it's hard to say. But um, from what little I have gone out, just to like supermarkets and stuff, um, yep. it seems like they are doing the reduced hours mm, thing. Mm. Um, so if their hours were nine to, I don't know, eight before, and then now it's maybe 11 to five yeah, or yeah. what have you. Um, well, I'll, okay. Well, one, there's, um, there's a big department store nearby mm. and that place has been closed for probably over a month now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just straight up closed. Like it. And it's pretty, it's like seven stories and it's a pretty upscale department store, kind of like um, in the U.S., you know, like Macy's or that, that kind yeah. of, uh, that kind of store. Um, but yeah, it's just been straight up closed for like a month. Yeah. Well, those are the kind of businesses that people don't need. Yeah, to... exactly. Yeah. It's not essential. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well. Was there anything else, or shall we move on to some of our stories for today? Yeah, I think we can uh, we can segue into the stories proper. Okay. Who's going first? Uh, I'll, I'll, just get, I'll just get one of uh, mine out of the way. Okay. Um, this is uh, it's coronavirus-related, but um, not coronavirus-centric. Yeah. Um, in in Tokyo, there are if you've ever been to Tokyo or any other metro area um, anywhere in the world, really, you see a lot of taxis. Um, granted, Uber ride-sharing services have um, have taken taxis thunder a bit as of late, but taxis are still a thing, and taxi drivers yeah. need to earn a living. And mm. this whole coronavirus thing, if no one's going out, then no one's taking taxis. Yeah. And that's a problem. And Big problem. The, yeah. And the Royal Limousine Group in Tokyo. Okay. That's the name of the company. And it's not, it's not limos. It's they just called Royal Limousine Group, but it's a taxi company. And yep. they, they employ 600 taxi drivers. And when the state of emergency was declared, the management there had a brilliant idea. Which, okay. Which, which, frankly, I think is a brilliant idea. But, but essentially what they did is, so they, they knew that they weren't going to make any money hmm. because everyone's staying home and it's just, just going to be a disaster. So what they did is they, they rounded up all their employees, all 600 of them, Yep. And they said, "And they said, hey, you're all fired. 
Okay. Because then they can collect unemployment. Yeah. Right? And they also said, you're fired, but once the state of emergency is lifted, we'll hire you all back. Yeah. I was thinking, wow, that's, that's actually a, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the logic behind it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I have mixed feelings on this. <laughs> well, obviously it's not an ideal solution. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a pretty smart thing to do. But, but, but the problem mm. with, with labor laws in, in Japan is yeah. that it's very hard to fire someone. Yeah, yeah. The, the worker is extremely protected in this country. Mm. Um, for, uh, in the U.S., you mm. can go into work one day and then your boss can just be like, all right, um, go home. You're fired. Yeah. yeah. And, and, that, and that's it. But, but you, that cannot happen in Japan. It's, uh, the, the company is obligated to try to find you a different position within the company. Mm. And the only time an employee can be fired is if they are grossly negligent and, and causing yeah. the company material harm or if the company goes goes under basically i mean those are the only two times you uh, a company can fire someone yeah um yeah. and so what this taxi company did was and and this is this is where where it kind of gets a little bit shady because since they're not able they're not able to fire everyone Basically, yeah. they they can only fire everyone once they go bankrupt, and they're trying to prevent that, right? So yeah. it's kind of a catch twenty two from the company's standpoint. So so what they did is they forced everyone to resign. Hmm. Oh, okay. which yeah. is uh right, yeah. Basically, they forced everyone to quit. Um, yeah, and, and and so now there's this court case for a wrongful termination going going through. Which, yeah. which I mean, it looks like the uh, the plaintiffs are gonna are gonna win in this case because I mean, it's pretty obvious that uh, it was they were trying to game the system. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so. what it sounds like to me, gaming the system. But yeah, I, I just thought it was a think. Thi yeah, it was a thinking outside the box. It just didn't really work out. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Because on the one hand, this is an unprecedented situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's difficult for businesses to run and have so much cash on hand that they can pay their employees indefinitely when they're not earning revenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, zero mm. revenue and mm. all of your fixed costs stay the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the other hand, yeah, like you said, it sounds like gaming the system. Oh yeah, definitely. But I, I but I, I, I like the effort. I like the effort. Mm. It is. Um, 
it's true what you say though, isn't it, about how protected the workers are here? Yeah, I, it's it's yeah. It's, like as as a small business owner, uh, hmm. and you know, I, and I've been an employee as well before hmm. I started my business, but yeah, it makes businesses really reluctant to hire people, which yeah, yeah, I think is counterproductive. Hmm. And 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 I'm not saying like the American way of doing things, where you can just be fired on the spot. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it either. But hmm. I mean, there has to be some a, a better middle ground. I think is 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 my view. Yeah, I think I agree. There has to be a middle ground. There's a lot of criticism of Japanese companies that they're inefficient, and I think that is probably part of it. Yeah, on yeah, the because, hand, because they're not allowed to hmm. fire people. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, there's um, a lot less inequality in Japan, isn't there? And I think correct, that is correct. probably part of it, you know, the protections for workers. I yeah, think, well, just to, to use a equality. simple example, hmm. uh, um, company in the U.S., like say, hmm. say, say you got two guys, right? Yep. And, and one guy is like is a, is a rock star, like he, he knows, he gets his shit hmm. done. And then the other guy is a lazy ass. Oh no! What would you do? You know, you fire the lazy like, and let's say they're both making mm. I don't know fifty thousand a year, right? Yeah. So what you do is you fire the lazy guy, yeah, and you pay the guy who gets his shit done. Maybe not a hundred thousand, but you pay him like eighty thousand. Yeah. Whereas in Japan, you're paying both guys fifty thousand. Yeah. So you're you're. You're, essentially, you're paying a hundred thousand for output that you could otherwise get for eighty thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just yeah. to use kind of numbers as an example, but that 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 but that is really what what goes on in Japan is they have all these people that don't do a whole lot, but they're getting mm. paid just the same as the people who do do a lot. Yeah. Just yeah. by virtue of the fact that they're unable to get rid of them. And then, and since everything's seniority based, if two people have been at the company for the same period of time, they pretty much make the same amount of money regardless of their output. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Japanese system is definitely riddled with issues as well. Yeah, I um, I spoke to someone who you know, basically fell out with his employer mm -hmm. and they wanted to fire him, but they couldn't. Right, so right. what they did was, this was in Tokyo and this company, you know, rented uh, multiple floors of a big office block. However, one of the floors they had been preparing to expand. Okay. So they weren't actually using it at that time. You know, they were still yeah. getting it ready. And they moved him to that floor. Like all by himself? All by himself. Oh. You know, I'm assuming they continued getting it ready, but they moved him to that floor. Right, right, right. just stopped giving him work, basically. You know, mm -hmm. they told him he had to be at his desk during his working hours, but, you know, yeah. he more or less didn't have yeah. anything to do. Yeah, and, at, a at a company I, mm. I, I previously worked at, I mean, there, there mm. was a similar thing that they did where the undesirables yeah. were because it was a it was a company i won't say 
what the, but the, pretty much it was a manufacturing company. Yeah, yeah. And so there were the, the white collar guys at the main office, right, doing mm. their desk work, and then they, they had there were there were factories that yep. that produced well whatever. And mm. if any of the white collar guys were, uh, if the company wanted to get rid of them, they would get transferred to the factory. Oh, all right. Right. And, and what then, happened to them there? Well, if if they, uh, a lot of them stuck around because they wanted the money, right? I mean, because yeah. they, they, they were getting paid more or less the same. It's just their, their work was mind-numbing. Yeah, um, yeah. But but yeah, a lot of them a lot of them quit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough, isn't it? Like you said, I think a middle ground would be good. But on the other hand, I do think there are some positive effects from the protection of workers' rights in Japan. Oh yeah, certainly yeah. Oh well, was there anything more to say on that, or shall we move on? No, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, once the uh, I've I've got my alerts set up, so if there's any mm. movement in the lawsuit, we will keep you updated. Okay, that sounds good to me. Yep. We'll see what those taxi drivers are up to. Yeah, but uh, yeah, okay, we can move it along then. All right, now this next story is nuts. It's one of the craziest things I've read i think and it had me really doubting that this story is true and that it wasn't perhaps some made-up tabloid nonsense but it seems to be true well truth is stranger than fiction <laughs> yes sir mm -hmm. before we go on we should warn our listeners this uh the following content will get a bit explicit so if you're sitting around as a family listening to the real japan Send the kids out of the room. Yeah, and cover if their you ears. Are a child listening to this? Switch it off immediately. Yeah, it's like well, on those on those mm. websites where it asks you if you're 18, yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're the person that clicks no, then yeah, click on out of here. <laughs> exactly. Yes, sir. Well, now that we've got our warning out of the way. We can proceed with this story. Now, this story was originally reported around February in a weekly magazine. And it concerns Captain Tetsuya Morita, aged 55, who, according to this article, was a maritime self-defense forces uh, captain. That is basically the Japanese Navy. Yeah, I mean, technically, mm -hmm. they're a self-defense force. Right. But so what's left of the Imperial Navy, right? Essentially. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If I, if I refer to Navy in this story, I'm talking about the Maritime Self-Defense Force. And would you believe it? This captain... Oh, he's a captain? Been, he was a captain. Oh, he was. Before he was dishonorably discharged. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> For running a delivery health service for women for the past now, what is years a or delivery so. health service, Mr. Ferg? Well, I wasn't sure when I read this. I had to 
you know, I assumed it must have been some sort of health thing. Uh, you yeah, know, one would think. Exactly. Providing, you know, lifestyle nutrition advice or something like that. Yeah, like a personal trainer, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. However, um, it seems that delivery health, most commonly associated with sending young women to meet men in hotels or their apartments for, you know, for fun, basically. For sexy time. For sexy time. Well, technically, because of the laws in Japan, it will be everything but the actual sex. Well, uh, yeah. Hmm? There was a bit of hesitation there. It well, uh, oftentimes these uh, these rules are, um, depending on how big your wallet is, they're uh, open to negotiation, let's put it that way. Yeah, well, of course, I cannot confirm this. <laughs> cannot but... confirm nor deny. <laughs> According to, you know, blog posts and things on the internet, the way these businesses work, these usual businesses, not the business that Captain Tetsuya Morita was running, which we'll come back to. But uh, Yeah, there's a bit of a Japanese culture lesson here. Exactly. Japanese uh, nighttime culture lesson mm-hmm. so you know you phone up the shop that employs these women you request a woman yep. and the woman meets you either at your apartment your residence or at a hotel usually a love yep. hotel mm-hmm. and or uh, i guess know, a motel that, right exactly yeah would be at the that Western stage term. you know exactly and then you you know have some fun this will be, you know, just to get a bit graphic, it'll be hand jobs, you know, blow jobs, rubbing. Yeah. It's everything kissing. but penetration. Exactly. However, you know, at that point, it's just the two of you. There's nothing to stop the man saying to the woman, well, how about I give you an extra $100 or so, an extra ichimayan. Yeah. You know, and we go all the way. And... You know, according to some blog posts and things I read, it seems like that is fairly common practice in this industry. Yep. Not that I would know. Uh, No, no, me neither. But uh, this captain of the Japanese Navy, he was providing such a delivery health service for women. Basically, he was acting as a male gigolo. Yeah, the roles have been reversed. The roles have been reversed. He was a a sex expert who ran this delivery health business called Fureona. And he claimed to offer women um, orgasms through a kind of erotic massage. (laughs) and apparently this (laughs) this business generated him between 1 million and 1.5 million yen per year that's uh, in revenue about 10 to 15 thousand US dollars 
not bad, is it, per year for a little side gig while he's off running the Navy. That's yeah, pure profit, right? Pure profit, yeah. He's, uh, you know, earning a tidy little sum on the side to sleep with women. I wonder what the clientele, like, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, the age and, you know what I mean? Like, because, because uh, uh, what, in a traditional mm. type of uh, prostitution where, where the men mm. buy the women, mm. um, I always picture, like, greasy old dudes. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if it's more or less the same, even though the genders are reversed. You know, it's like greasy old women. Yeah, well... I mean, I'm sure there are other reasons why women might want to use this kind of service, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in general, any woman who is at least semi-attractive, you would have to think could go into a bar or something and pick up a guy. Yeah, you would think, right? Because most you would think most guys will hook up with anything if they're liquored yeah, up exactly, enough. Yeah, exactly. But. Well, he seemed to be, you know, doing quite well, regardless of who his clients were. Yeah, so he had his uh, his hustle going. He had his hustle going. Just to sort of um, revisit or talk about this guy's background. Uh, Morita, Captain Morita. He was apparently quite a high-level um, sort of officer in the Navy, I guess, as, you know, captain implies. Yeah, captain, yeah. Yeah, he commanded several uh, escort warships, I think they're called. Sort of wow. like smaller warships. Mm. And he was involved in teaching other officers, you know, according to the articles I read. Wow. Yeah. So but, he wasn't just some petty no. officer, right? Exactly. Was, no. This was, um, yeah, quite a senior it was pretty high up in the Officer. food chain. Pretty high up. You know, responsibility for big ships and lots of men. Yeah, yeah. Now, in addition, in addition to his delivery health business, he also sold online books as a, a kind of sex master. And, you know, okay. these contained various techniques that men who, you know, were not so experienced as him could use to pleasure their female lovers. Oh, so there was books mm. for, for men. Yeah, yeah. He sold a couple oh, of books okay. for men as well uh, online. Interesting. Yeah. These, uh, you know, the title of one of the books is the sex techniques of sex master you and <laughs> that sounds and legit the pickup techniques oh, by which boy. he met and slept with a thousand women a thousand women a thousand women wow. of course that's my rough translation of the japanese but something like that he had two of these books how much would you be prepared to pay for a book Ooh. from Sex Master You? Well, assuming the information is, is reliable. 
Hmm. And I can achieve the promised results. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Wait, it feels, before it you feels, guess, well, be, okay. I'll give you a little bit more information to assist you. Okay. These, so if you if you bought the two books together, this Ooh, set, you get a discount. You get a discount, but also with those two books, you would then have the complete arsenal. You would know how to meet women, how to get them to go back to your hotel. You know erotic techniques, and you also <laughs> know, you know, vagina or sexual techniques. Yeah, I would, I would know my way climax. around a woman's body. Exactly. In uh... Japanese, you would be kanzen muteki, like wow, invincible, invincible. Exactly. So now that you know that, what? How much would you pay for this? Uh, you know, um, one book or a set? Or oh dear. Well, maybe. Uh, well, maybe not so much how much I would pay, but how much do I think he charged? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, because I wouldn't pay a dime. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't ten thousand yen for the set. For the set. And the if you set. buy them I don't yeah. know, yeah, okay. And if you buy them individually, maybe it's a bit more, I don't know. So <laughs> the price of the books was twenty six thousand yen. About two hundred and sixty US dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's but, a lot more than I thought. A lot more, a lot more than I thought too. But they had, you know, it's got one of these um, too good to be true internet deals. So if you yep. bought the set, you got them both for twenty two thousand, like two hundred and twenty US dollars. Okay, so, okay. You know, cheaper than even than buying one right, individually. Right. But so, so I guess hmm. about ten thousand each. Yeah, right, you as were pretty to close. 10. Yeah, well, it was, uh, have you, you a bit off, but... You haven't bought Master Use books, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, his books didn't generate him as much money as his uh, delivery health business, though. Only about $1.5 over 10 years. Well, so, like, although I mean, the hmm. fact that they generated any money at all, I think that says something. <laughs> right? Because that yeah. means... A lot of people bought it. Yeah, yeah. It's 1.5 million. That's, uh, uh, what is it? Yeah. What, 150. I mean, it's like 70 people bought the set. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not too bad at all, is it? Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. 70 not people. Bad. So seventy people actually bought that. That's, I think. I think that's the newsworthy item right there. Seventy <laughs> yeah. people actually bought one of those pickup sexy books. Yeah. Do you think it helped them? Uh Well, I think if it did, then he would have sold a lot more than seventy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow, um, that's that's impressive. 
Yes, sir. Well, it was impressive, but as I mentioned at the start of this story, it all went downhill when the Navy, the Maritime SDF, found out about it. (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine. After an investigation, this resulted in him being uh, dishonorably discharged in March. Now, one of the major issues that they focused on in their investigation was not just that he had been, you know, running this delivery health business, but Uh also that he had been leaking top secret information to his clients. You know, he was, he would, they knew about his job as a, a naval officer and yeah. he would mention sort of, you know, plans for training or drills or ship movements, you know, mm-hmm. things like this to his clients and via Line, the messaging app here. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like WhatsApp, basically. Exactly, exactly. So as a result, the Navy told the weekly magazine that I read this article in that Mm. he broke the Self-Defense Forces Act, you know, the law that governs uh, the Maritime SDF, SDF, in regard to, you know, maintaining a suitable sort of standing, um, protecting secrets. So that would be what I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Focusing solely on his work as in not having a side business Mm, and mm. also separation from private businesses because, you know, if you're a member of the armed forces, you shouldn't really have a conflict of interest in terms of position in other businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, according to what I read in the article, he, uh, Captain Morita, thought that it would be okay because he was operating this business you know, in name, at least, under his wife's name. (laughs) Uh... There were a number of clues that led, you know, the Navy and reporters to decide that it was not really his wife's business, but he was just running it on his own. You know, first of all, the contact details for the book (laughs) had... uh, had a barracks, uh, a Navy barracks listed for like the contact what? details. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, the Waco wow. ba- barracks in uh, in Saitama. Uh huh. I guess he's well. not the yeah. the brightest crayon on the box, huh? <laughs> Certainly not. Yeah. Also, um, he had like you know a website for his business, and. This website had a blog. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And reporters went back and looked at like when the blog was updated and compared yeah. it to the you know the Navy ship movements. And he basically only like updated the blog when he was when his ships were in port. Right, right, right. Although he did uh, he did send a, a small number of tweets and things um while he was on duty, which Ooh. and the, 
Well, the interesting thing about that is, these Navy ships don't have Wi-Fi or internet connections. You know, if you want to connect to the internet on like mm-hmm. a Navy ship, you have to do it through their satellite collect- connection, you know. Right, so right, right, right. might have been a sort of misappropriate use of, of Navy computers. Yeah, certainly, yeah. And uh, technology. He did also, you know, apparently, according to one article I read, he um, sent out a tweet right in the middle of the North Korean missile crisis when he was supposed to be commanding a warship in the, <laughs> in the region. Nice. He obviously had other things um, on his mind. Well, at least he has his priorities yeah. straight. Yeah, it's good to know that we've got Japan's finest protecting us, haven't we? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. In the event of a, uh, you know, a regional crisis, we can rely on Sexmaster Yu to shoot down any missiles. Um, yeah, he'll he'll take care of it. Yes, uh, just, you know, a final couple of things on this, this guy. He... Um, he has sadly since all this came out he deleted all his you know his business website yeah. and twitter um although some reporters it seems tracked them down via internet um archives mm-hmm. and according to one reporter you know his store website and blog read more like kind of like the tales of a a randy middle-aged man than, than like a, a business blog you know right 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 and just finally, <laughs> you mentioned he's probably not the brightest crane in the box. Yeah. Well, he seems a bit mad to me. Like, and uh, they one article mentioned that he was tweeting about a strange sort of like you know Nostradamus prophecies and you know some prophecy made by Hitler as well. You know, it seems like a very Strange character. They're in the. Well, um, I think I think you'd have mm. to be a bit. Uh, have to have some screws loose to try to have that kind of business. <laughs> yes. Uh, While well, you're a member of the armed forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No less. Yeah. Exactly. Well, hopefully, though, now that he's been fired, basically from the navy, he can now focus full time on his. His sex master business. Yeah, he should. I mean, now he's he's free to do anything now. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, more power to him. Yes, sir. So, you know, watch out. There's a sex master about, and he might, you know, be out to get Japanese women and you yeah, know, he's there to steal your women and steal your mm. money. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well, I guess um, well, it's been about an hour, so maybe we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good to me. Okay, so um, as always, you can find us on the Instagram or the Twitter at Real Japan Guys. The username is the same for both. Uh, yep. Check out our website at thereal.jp. Or email us at mail at thereal.jp. Yes, sir. And subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a, a review and five stars, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Find us on iTunes or um, uh, Google Podcasts, 
and we're also listed on Spotify. So take your pick. Yes, sir. And with that, we are out of here. We will see you all again next week. Goodbye, listeners. Bye bye.